0: Hey guys. Today we're going to be talking about a different way of looking at return on capital. Let's go. Return on capital is a very broad term. Um, You have uh, a very large amount of, of formulas for it. You have ROC, ROIC, ROC, uh, you name it. Uh, In order to come up with a formula that suits your needs, you need to ask yourself, what am I trying to measure? Before that, let's take a look at how the experts do it. Um, In this case, we'll look at Joel Greenblatt's approach. And this is a quote from um, the little book that beats the market by Joel Greenblatt. He says, "The the formula looks for companies that earn a lot compared to how much the company has to pay to buy the assets that created those earnings. So my interpretation of what he says is that He's trying to isolate the business operations. And um, by doing so, he's trying to also find how profitable those operations are. Um, you also have an image uh, on the written posts at uh, that That image shows the, the actual formula, which is EBIT divided by a sum of, of two components. The first one is networking capital, and the second one is net fixed assets, and both go into the denominator. So EBIT in the numerator, and the, these two in the denominator. It's also from the book, the, the little book that beats the market, by Joel Greenblatt. But why these measures? According to him, He uses EBIT, so returns on capital become comparable uh, across geographies. And he uses networking capital plus net fixed assets. Um, He calls this uh, the sum of these two uh, tangible capital employed. Um, He uses these two as a measure of the assets needed to operate the business. Um, So in a a nutshell, it seeks to measure how good the business is. So, what's the problem with this approach? Uh, There is no problem, uh, unless you are trying to measure something that this return on capital can't. And that's why we need to ask, what are you trying to measure? Uh, Joel Greenblatt's return on capital serves a purpose, uh, but it doesn't judge the management's ability to deploy capital. And to do so, we need to take a look at more than the capital employed. Um, We need to also take a look at capital not employed. Um, And to do so, we must account for assets like cash, liabilities um, and inside the liabilities, you have, for example, debt. my point is uh, to measure a company's business profitability and also the management behavior we need to use a different return on capital. And this leads us to other state-of-the-art formulas, uh, such as return on equity or return on capital employed, uh, ROE, ROCE, which uses equity um, and equity plus long-term debt, uh, respectively. Uh, We are now, uh, by using these two measures, we are now accounting for leverage. meaning that we've now stepped across the line. So we are now partially measuring the management's behavior, uh, unlike we were doing before with the Joel Greenblatt's formula. Um, and this is because, for example, some managers some managers choose to use more depth than others. So um, by taking depth into account, you will see... Um, some of these management uh, behaviors. Okay, so we started with Joel Greenblatt's formula. We then stepped into a formula, uh, two formulas that use um, um, more things in the denominator. They use equity or equity plus long-term debt. Um, So are the last ones okay for what we are trying to measure? Yes, they are, but they are not conservative enough. So we can be more conservative than this. Uh, Remember the question, uh, what are we trying to measure? Um, We've we've stopped measuring the business in isolation. Um, This was uh, perfectly measured by Joel Greenblatt's formula. And we shifted uh, from that formula to how good the business is plus how it is managed. Uh, ROE, Return on Equity, and ROC, Return on Capital Employed, is not conservative enough because uh, there is more capital to be used than long-term debt or simply equity. For example, uh, what about account payables? Um, Those are also available capital. Uh, As Joel Greenblatt says, uh, it it is effectively uh, an interest-free loan. So, account payables is uh, considered an interest-free loan. The same goes for deferred tax liabilities, deferred revenue, and so on. So, because I am more conservative, um, I I like to use a different approach, and here's here's my proposal. Um, I propose return on capital to be um, in the numerator. Uh, so on top, I, I propose to be net income. Um, if you want to compare across geographies, you can use EBIT. Um, but I use net income or, or the, the smallest between net income and free cash flow. And I divide it by um, total assets plus total liabilities, minus some adjustments that we will talk um, in a bit and what's the big difference between this one and the ones that we were talking about the big difference is that liabilities are a plus in the denominator and um, this is similar in a way to uh, return on capital employed because it also uses long-term debt in the denominator but Uh, By uh, by the way I'm doing it, Uh, you not only add long-term debt, you add all the liabilities. So everything goes in. Um, Regarding the adjustments, uh, adjustments are uh, goodwill and capital lease liabilities. And why do we adjust for these two? Goodwill um, is purely accounting. Uh, It is not money available to use. Um, and capital lease liabilities are uh, also subtracted from the denominator um, because if you didn't do that um, those capital lease liabilities will will go in twice uh, in the return on capital calculation because you have lease assets and lease liabilities and we are summing all assets and all liabilities so we subtract one of them uh, they are not equal, so there's a minor uh, overstatement uh, by subtracting the capital these liabilities. Uh, but I don't consider it significant, so I, I, I do it uh, that way. And should you subtract intangible assets from the denominator too? Uh, intangible assets are surely valuable. For example, if you buy a patent, uh, it costs you money that you could have allocated elsewhere. So uh, it shouldn't be adjusted for intangible assets because there is money that was put into those intangible assets that could have gone elsewhere. Um, If you overstate those intangibles, uh, no problem. It penalizes return on capital, and that's conservative. So um, if the intangibles are different from their fair value uh, meaning higher Uh, it won't be a problem it will just show um, a a, a low return on capital but on the conservative side so to end uh, my proposal for return on capital is meant to measure not only business operations in isolation because Uh, Joel Greenblatt's formula does that perfectly, but also capital allocation ability. So how the management uh, conducts the business and allocates capital. A company that has parked cash gets a lower return on capital. Uh, Deferred revenue and deferred tax liabilities will lower it too. Um, The same goes for, for example, high accounts receivable. and that means a company that gets paid slowly. Um, um, and why? Why should we uh, consider uh, ca- high accounts payable uh, to be bad? Um, it's simple. It's because the, if the company isn't um, getting the money quick, like a supermarket, for example, uh, it isn't turning inventories to profits as well as a company that gets paid early such as a supermarket. Um, Also, anything that goes into their balance sheet will lower their return on capital and deservingly so. It is capital that they can put to use. So uh, it measures how good they are at uh, deploying that capital. Uh, The difference between the formula I'm proposing and other formulas is the denominator mainly. Uh, This, of course, favors asset-light companies, so companies with um, uh, um, small balance sheets. For example, Facebook has a return on capital of almost 20 cents on the dollar, and that means that uh, if you would give Facebook uh, a dollar, they would um, make 20 cents with it, uh, Alphabet hovers around 10 cents, so they you give them a dollar, they make 10 cents. Um, it means that they make uh, around 10 to 20 cents with each dollar of available capital, and that re- represents yields of 10 to 18%. Um, if they can keep reinvesting uh, in such great businesses, uh, this is what we should expect in return. So. Um, we also need to look at uh, where are they reinvesting those um, those uh, profits. But that's a topic that was discussed in another podcast, so you can check that one out. And that's it for today guys. We'll see you next week.